Joe. Yeah. Why did Princess Diana cross the street? Why? She wasn't wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> she, she wasn't wearing a seatbelt. No? All right. What's the last thing that went through Princess Di's mind? The radiator. <laughs> hey, this is Jacques. I'm not saying my name. And welcome to Carnival Personnel. Yep. Uh, big, big show. Uh, but we'll start off with a little, little bit of sad news. It turns out that Aretha Franklin's health has taken a turn for the worst. Yeah, she died. They couldn't take much of a turn. No, for yeah, the worst. yeah, it's a pretty hard turn. Uh, or was it Patty Labelle? Um, it depends on who you're asking. Is there a difference? To some, yes. <laughs> um, I don't. I'm not going to pretend like I. I, I have been collecting you know, soul and gospel albums and you know her entire catalog. Uh, but I will say when I was, God, I was like 10, and my dad took me to the Blues Brothers, which, again, dad didn't make a lot of great parenting choices <laughs> you know, after leaving. Um, but we'd go to the movies, and, and to this day, that still is one of the highlights it's a showstopper, the whole movie. You're talking about the think number. What you're trying to do to me. You better think, think. What you're trying to do to me. You better think, think. Yep. Uh, and the whole scene, then it's great. You know, the guitarist is like, I'm out. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> this, but that's great. Uh, but ser- seriously, it's like I've never heard anything but great things about, you know, and, and again, not going to pretend I know the entire catalog, but it's a big loss for, for the music world. What's your favorite? Uh, Aretha Franklin song. I'm going to have to say all of them. Me too. <laughs> uh, but it is sad that some people truly can't tell black people apart. Most of those people work at Fox News. <laughs> uh, and I didn't know this, but management did. Not only was it Patti LaBelle, not Aretha Franklin, and then they said, oh, it was a picture in which they were standing together. And they said, no, I guess they did not like each other. They were not pals. Right. And I read further into the article about how, what the history of that event was, where, if you don't know, Fox News issued, they put up a graphic the day that um, that Aretha Franklin died with a black and white younger photo of Aretha Franklin, her name and date, and in the background, over her right shoulder, you could see, or over her left shoulder on the right side of the screen, you could see uh, a faded image of uh, an African-American female singer who... If you were looking through that blurry haze that they put on the image, might kind of look like Aretha Franklin, but clearly was Patti LaBelle. Um, so obviously Fox News gets called out as racist because... They're racist. They're racist, okay. yeah. Um, but the image in question and the event that the image was taken from, they were at the same event. It was some sort of like tribute uh, a night or something like that. And I think Aretha Franklin went up later... And sang one of Patti LaBelle's songs, and like she, they cut to Patti LaBelle like kind of getting teary in the audience. So whatever beef they had, they put aside on camera at least. But they were not on stage. I think the person that was not on stage with Patti LaBelle was another black female, you know, uh, backup singer, right? Uh, who was not Aretha Franklin, but uh, but you know the the. Uh the, the 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 orange Hitler he uh he worked she worked for him she did 
Uh, no, oh, actually okay. she didn't. But uh, getting a statement as he was like, you know, getting on a helicopter or one of his resorts, it's it's very sad. You know, she worked for me for for a little while. Like, no, 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 that's Omarosa. Not, not all again. You know, yeah. um, well, this is to put a cap on the Fox News thing. Did you see the Twitter feed? Uh, the tweet with the it looked like I think it was like twenty. Uh, Fox News contributors who were female and white who said, okay, you can't tell Patti LaBelle or Aretha Franklin apart, but you can tell these women apart. And right. it's literally 20 blonde-haired, blue-eyed, or you know, similarly toned women. Remember uh, when Jane Curtin, they did, they did the 40th anniversary um, for Saturday Night Live, yes. and she was doing the news. Because yeah. when I first did the fake news on Saturday Night Live, I was the first blonde woman, you know, doing fake news. Now there's a whole network, and they put up a graph of all <laughs> pretty these much people, it, yeah, you know, yeah. So that's what happens over at Fox News, and then you know, but uh, whatever. So so as as uh, as Cittolino was getting on the helicopter, Cittolini. He, thank you, thank you. He was. Um, well, maybe Orange Hitler is easier for me to say, right? You know, or, or Donnie Two Scoops, or, or <laughs> we got to come up with something Cadet new. Bone right? Spurs. If you have a new name for Donald Trump that you want to pitch to us, uh, leave it on our Facebook page. And uh, complete piece of shit has already taken it up there. But he he was he literally quickly. It's like somebody told him. It's like. Say something about, you know, Aretha Franklin getting on the uh, the helicopter. It's nice. But he was a great president. Wait a second. He, 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 he does. He says, oh, she worked for me for a little while, blah, blah, blah. And what's happening, Paul Manafort is awful. It's right. like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Right. And I never touched her. You couldn't let her, you couldn't give her one line, which wasn't a complete lie or complete bullshit. I loved her way more than Hillary. Thank you. <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, so that... So that was a loss uh, for the world of music. Right. I can see that you're losing um, the appetite over it. <laughs> I'm eating grapes. Shut up. And <laughs> uh, your feet. Joe is sitting here feeding me grapes. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but it was. Of course, you know, even something as simple as putting up a graphic saying, you know, Rest in peace. Fox News had right. a legendary American singer. You know, and earlier in the day, and I didn't put it on the rundown. It was Madonna's 60th birthday, and it's like one of those things. It's like, yeah, nobody cares right now. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean, come on. So, so, so the queen of you know the queen of pop, so, oh, queen of know, pop, yeah, you know, had to, you know, was mostly overshadowed by the queen of soul. And are, are, is it because we're older? Because I'm older. When you hear she was like 74, she was like, yeah, 76, 76. I'm yeah. like, well, that's young. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I know. All right, seriously. Well, first, you know. For nowadays, uh, coincidence, she died the same date as the king of rock and roll. Did not know now. She Elvis she Presley was, died 41 years ago that day. She was not on the toilet like he was, right? She was uh, that has not yet been confirmed. Okay, all right, right. So we can say it because it hasn't been disproven either, right? <laughs> right? Oh, I'm going to help. Oh boy. Um, so this week, you know, uh, before we get into the awful, uh, went to the it wasn't called Comic Con, um, Fan Expo, Fan Fan Fest or Fan Expo, yeah. Um, a lot of fun. It, it was. It wasn't a last minute thing in Boston. Boston, but we didn't plan a big thing around it. We were fifty fifty on going to be able to go. There was a lot of moving pieces, so we usually make costumes. I'm sorry, management makes costumes. I cannot fit into any of mine right now, which is why I'm eating grapes instead of <laughs> chocolate for the first. You couldn't be slave Jabba. I, I, oh, no, there is no slave Jabba. There, there. You know, but there, there will, be. there will be next time. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, but on Saturday, we went on Sunday on last Saturday 
because you know had the Watson Pirates lose their playoff game. Oh. Um, it was the was it the entire cast you knew about this? Like most of the main people from Back to the Future, right? Uh, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, and Tom Wilson, who played Biff. And uh, no Crispin Glover. Yeah. Shocker. W- was he busy doing all that nothing? Or? I guess so. I mean, and you know what's funny is that usually the usual suspects from Back to the Future who appear at these cons are um, Claudia Wells, who played the first Jennifer, you know, the, the girlfriend of Marty from Back to the Future that, 1. That's pretty much a Comic-Con staple. Yeah, she, I don't know if she was there. Um, and then also... Uh, oh, I forget his name, but the guy who plays Goldie Wilson, he has like a, f- he, I think his name's like um, Sunshine Love or something, Buddy Love or something, something not not Buddy Love. That's another character on Kids in the Hall, right? Buddy Love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that Buddy Cole? Yeah, Buddy Cole. Buddy Cole. Buddy Love is um, Nutty Professor. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, anyways, these those are the two mainstays. I don't know if they were there, but uh, yeah, you know what? Right. You would think that a Back to the Future, not like myself. Would be like first in line, ready to go. No, yeah, I don't have any real desire to meet Michael J. Fox or any, you know, Leah Thompson. It's not. Oh, like, I, I do, I do. It's it's just that I don't want to pay four hundred dollars to do so. Right. I mean, and waiting, unless you either have to get there crazy early and wait in line for two or three hours before it opens, or wait in line for two or three hours to actually meet them once it opens yeah. later. Back to the Future, the line, the ride. Like that would be about <laughs> it. I mean. I, I I truly don't think there's anybody I wait in line to meet. It's like if it was, it'd be great if it was at an event that I'm working or something like that, and you got to meet somebody. But I, I couldn't. I couldn't wait in line with the unwashed, uh, you know, masses. Right, yeah. right. To shake somebody's hand, you know. And I think Michael J. Fox was only there on Saturday when we were there, and he would just stop. He wouldn't stop shaking. It yeah. wouldn't stop. Right. I, I was. I was. See, I, was like, I got to it before you did. No, I was actually. Uh, <laughs> so maybe, maybe once, just don't be that guy. Thank you for jumping in and You're filling welcome. that void. That's my present to you. But the last day we were there, like Biff was still there because he uh, had that nothing going on oh, other no. than being. Tom, Biff. Tom, Tom Wilson was there for Sunday. Sunday. Uh, but uh, so here was one of the interesting things. As soon as we walked in, huge signs everywhere. Uh, cosplay is not consent. Wow. Well, hey. And I don't know if that's a, a newer thing. Like, I, I, I've not seen them before, and I don't know if it's a, a Me Too or Time's Up type thing that's kind of forwarded this. Or the fact, and I, and I really mean this, um, because these things have expanded beyond the people who five years ago would have gone to this, yeah. and now maybe people who otherwise weren't into it before these movies exploded, have to have that explained. Just because somebody is dressed like your favorite over-endowed action figure from a movie or from a game doesn't mean you can go up and... Um, Give her a hug and a... <laughs> yeah, the old motorboat. Motorboat them. I know. Well, And, and it's, it is, it's, it's peace of mind that these fan fests are huge. Um, when you when you're drawing big names like Michael J. Fox and stuff like that, you have to put on this air of we're not fucking around with the the population that's actually attending this thing. Like we're letting people know up front, hey, um, don't be a dick, don't be gross. Uh, we're talking to you, <laughs> and basically laying out the ground rules and also creating sort of a, a safe place for for women to attend the, 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 these things. And, and truly, you 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 look up. You know, you can YouTube anything like Comic Con, 
this city this year, and somebody put together a clip of the hottest women wearing the Power Girl outfit or Starfire from you know whatever, or like last year it was Wonder Woman. It was, the, la, this year, uh, two years ago, it was it was always Princess Leia was everywhere. Slave Leia, we yeah. argument. Um, two, two years ago, it became Harley Quinn everywhere, and it is. It's high, and look, a lot of these people want you to come up and take their picture with them, and. A lot of them are over, like, you know, and doubt, but it doesn't mean. Right. I mean, speaking of Harley Quinn cosplay, um, probably my favorite would have been actually when Tara Strong, the voice, the current voice of Harley Quinn, went dressed as, um, uh, what's her name? Harley Quinn. That's great. Yeah. Um, and like full regalia, and she's. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, here's the other. One of the other big takeaways from this, and I don't remember this at other Comic Cons I've been to before. Lots and lots of swords. And I mean... You mean S-words. Uh, S-words. <laughs> um, yes, Mr. Connery. <laughs> now, it doesn't take much to get me off the rails. Um, uh, it didn't take you long for what your mother <laughs> got off the rails either, Trebek. <laughs> I asked for that. Um, I did ask for that. That is consent. Uh, can't rate the willy. Yes, you may have another. <laughs> may you? God damn it! You know, yes, you may have another. Anyway, knock go knock. On. Who's there? I, I don't remember. <laughs> but your mother's a whore. All right. <laughs> you know? uh, but anyways, when I say there, there was all these vendors that had real swords, like you could barely lift them, five feet long, sharpened metal. And I, I took a couple pictures, which you know I'll post on, on, on like the Twitter. I'll send you if you want to post them on the com- Carnival Personnel. Carnival. Carnival podcast? podcast. Like, uh, it had, like, the He-Man sword. Or, uh, you know, I'm trying to, you know, go down the list. Like, they were all swords based off characters from video like games. Thundercats. Thund- and, yeah. that, Thundercats, thank you. That's the one that I took a close-up of the emblem. But... I mean, these things were everywhere, and not as expensive as you thought, but these are real weapons. Yeah, it's almost akin to being like a gun show at some point. It's, it's like, I'll buy that sword for $200, and I'm going to go decapitate my enemy. You could buy it, and then it had to be checked, and you could get it on the way out. Right, okay, thing. good. Yeah, because you're basically selling weapons. Right, and even if you accidentally, you know... Pull a three stooge and you're walking with your gigantic sword. <laughs> hey, look at this! And you turn around and you have a plate. You know, three people. But I was, I was like, I don't ever remember seeing. And then there was other ones that you know sold replica ones that were you know made of styrofoam or whatever that looked like metal or stuff. But I was literally like unprepared for how much like weaponry there would be. Yeah, well, you know. You got to get used to it. So at the last minute, management's mom decided to go and. Um, to bring you up to speed, uh, management's mom is in her early 70s, uh, a Korean woman who um, English was not – it was proficient, but she had an overpronounced accent, and that's before semantic dimensions in it. And so – and it's like we took her, and it was like – I don't know. the. Ne- I kept trying to think the next day when she goes to her senior center kind of daycare program, how she would explain to people what she had just witnessed at this absolute, you know, fever dream of a fever dream, right? Yeah, and, and you know, and and seeing her grandsons like taking pictures with all people who are in different costumes and stuff like that. Fun fact: um, consent, cosplay is not consent, but when really hot starfires or or, or um, uh, ravens and you know 
Teen Titan Go is is now out, and yep. so there's a lot of you know people had a Wonder Woman, and the boys want to take their picture with them. It's great because I get to be the creepy lecherous guy saying, "All right, I'll take the photo." Cropping the kids out. <laughs> Zoom. Zoom but seriously, there was a couple. I'll send you one of those. You oh, thank you. Where it's oh, like thank you. that we can post, and it's like honestly, it's like if I'm with management and I say, "Oh, that's a great Starfire." I'm going to have my big shaker with her. Hell would be paid rightfully so. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of like how my mother-in-law would be able to explain um, her boyfriend who doesn't speak any English. It's like, I would love to hear the broken conversation about what a Comic-Con fan fest fever dream, <laughs> you know, uh, without them thinking, Okay, she's a completely crazy person now. I don't know what happened, but yeah. this is this is It's a PG thirteen orgy is essentially <laughs> it. I did not buy um and, and I came I'm surprised how much time I spent actually weighing this. There was a vendor there who made these leather bound books with literal like they made their own books where they made their own paper. It was like a real artist type thing. But the different locking mechanisms to open and stuff like that, they truly look like something out of like the Middle Ages. Yeah. I just couldn't buy a leather product. You know, in my head, I'm uh, like, oh, you know, it's like I'm a hypocrite with so many things. And yes, you know, my skates are leather, but I buy a new pair of skates every 10 years. And you know what I mean? To get and, and the palms of the gloves, my hockey gloves are leather. There, there are some and you beat yourself with chains immediately after every, every, every single chance you get. But you do. I mean, there's some things that there's not great substitutes for yet. I mean, it's last 20 years, a lot of that has changed, but I couldn't. But some of these books were like just absolutely stunning. They, they were works of art. Oh, so that's why you don't have a wallet. Oh, shut it. Um, or a belt. <laughs> Dude, he's ragging on your rope. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the one outfit that I I shouldn't have been surprised to see so many of um, Shazam's. Right, because the trailer had just come out at San Diego Comic Con, and it looks fun. You know, uh, do, do you know the? Do you know who Shazam is? Do you know like kind of the backstory? Well, I kind of got it from the trailer. I guess he's a kid who, when he says Shazam, he turns into a, a, an adult superhero. So it's big on steroids. On one of the um, um, the Apple TV, there's the when they relaunched the whole DC line a few years ago, and all those movies that have come out in like the past like five or six years. The first one in the reboot is called War, and it's an animated. It's movie. an animated movie, and and. This is, I think that's the first time they introduced Cyborg as part of the Justice League. He's always been part of the Teen Titans up until this point. And also Shazam's partner. And that's exactly what it is. And in and, and this one, he's more like a, like a 13, 14-year-old, kind of like a street kid in foster care. Yeah. They've always had different iterations, but it's always been a 10-year-old, 12-year-old like boy who... And, and Shazam is almost as powerful as, as Superman. Um he is magic based, which is sometimes why he can beat Superman because Superman's weakness, as you know, talk about all the time, it's kryptonite and magic. But, uh, and uh, oh, I, I'm blanking on the name and I shouldn't because we really like him. Um, the guy who played Chuck, he was also one of the Warriors Three and the uh, guy who played Chuck in yeah, what? The, 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 the TV, oh, the TV series show. Chuck. Oh, 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 I can't um, remember. Oh, gee. He, he was also, you know, one of the Warriors Three, the D'Artagnan looking. Swordsman mm-hmm. um, and, and the Thor movies. Oh, great actor. Anyways, yeah. so he's, uh, he's Shazam and lots and lots oh. of, uh, of, of the Shazams walking around. And, and I'll be honest, 
uh, most of those guys were a little uh, eye candy for the ladies. Um, Zachary Levi. Thank you. Um, you know, so all the all the guys, you know, dressed as if you're kind of a script. If it was you in a Shazam outfit, it'd be kind of come on, dude. Like you could be Billy Batson the before. <laughs> you're yeah, right. But uh, but all these guys were like you know ripped out of their outfits. So like a lot of a lot of impressive costume play. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that the cosplay technology is advancing exponentially. You doing anything fun this week? What the hell am I doing this week? No, I mean I'm starting my vacation week from work, and uh, my vac- my idea of a vacation is uh, not thinking about work. And that's it. Essentially it. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. Although, maybe I'll save it for the later part of the show. But I am going to Retro World Expo again this year, which is in two weeks. Or three weeks? Uh, First Saturday. The the gaming one in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the first Saturday. Um, You know, I'm going to go drive... You know, fifty miles. So, how long? I mean, Hartford is how many miles away? Eighty? No, yeah, about eighty. Yeah, say you drive eighty miles round trip to. Uh, no, no that'd be hundred and sixty miles round trip. Oh yeah, sorry, hundred sixty miles round trip. Thanks for the quick math. That uh, yeah, I'm, I was promised there'd be no math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, drive real far to play um, arcade games that I can play at home. Thank you. No, but they have cosplay there. Uh, yeah, they do. That's true. What yeah. are you going at? <laughs> Depressed man. <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean, I just took a poll of the studio audience, meaning my kids, and saying, <laughs> "Do you want to go this year?" Because I, I was happy to not go because I've been, we've been three years in a row, and it's just, you know, it's all right. It's you go to a con, you buy a game. Sometimes you get conned at a con because when you buy games from vendors at cons and they don't work, you can't return them. We did buy. A replacement DS, uh, the the same one that we broke, not yeah. the DS. It's worked fine, and I did. I had that. It's like I saw one in the GameStop like earlier in the week. It was like ninety, hundred bucks, and this was like sixty. And I like I Christian him down to fifty, so uh, <laughs> worked fine. But I was, I'm like, yeah, there's no recourse. I'm kind of yeah rolling the dice here, but yeah. So that's what. I, what do you? So that's it. I got nothing else. You want to jump into a quick, a quick like. Hot coal run through of the awful, like just to like you know recap America, because obviously the people listening don't listen to the news. No, they don't listen to the news. They wait for us. I understand that. Rightfully so. Yeah, mansplain. Right. (laughs) Uh, So I've been a little conflicted this week because when the news first broke of Amorosa and her book and all this stuff. The first thing I thought, and, and honestly, for the first three or four days, I was all about by Felicia. I was all about Robin Roberts. Yeah, Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts by Felicia. Because she said, in that news clip from a few months ago, it's like, Amorosa has a story to tell, and as soon as somebody pays her, we'll be hearing the story. Yep. By Felicia. Yeah. No, um, she knew she was cashing in on this whole little experience, and she is. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. I don't want to hear it. She's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. I do not want to get dragged down into this. That's how I went into the week. However, it has been enjoyable because, as everybody has said, and it's true, she's as equal when it comes to mudslinging and the bullshit and being an opportunist. Uh-huh. She recorded uh, secret conversations and pretty high-quality phone re- recordings. I mean, it was uh, brought up on some radio shows I listened to or during the week that talked about this. Uh, they don't have like the the recording technology that Omarosa has for like eavesdropping on phone conversations because you could hear Donald Trump pretty crystal clear. And then also, this may not have been her first time recording somebody because right, 
It was pretty well done. I mean, because I was thinking that. It's like, is there a special app? Like, how? I think she just did one phone up to another, and then maybe Donald Trump wasn't savvy enough to say, take me off speaker kind of thing. Or she just held one phone, like, really close to the other phone. Do you think that's... I I think think so. I think, yeah, she has two phones. And you go through... She must be rich. (laughs) Nobody has two phones, Jimmy. Um, You go through the... The, the whole weekend, it's like well, the first the first tape that leaked, or not leaked. The first tape that she's like, I'm waiting for the leak tape. By here, way. here, yes, thank you. Here, here's this phone. I mean, she taped herself being fired. Yeah, and, yeah. And and the quote unquote situation room, which is supposed to be like the most secure place right. on the planet. Right. Ex- <laughs> and here's the chief of staff, a five star general, not savvy enough to realize you're in a room with a person who's famous for being a manipulative piece of shit. On a reality show, and you didn't go in and no make sure. Down. Yeah, like nobody at the checkpoint. That's on you, dude. Yeah, or the White House security, whomever. Yes, right. That's what. Yeah. And so right. Uh, and then it's one of those things. It's like the next day. Was it the next day? She leaked. You know, she had said there's a tape where he used the N word. That I, I gotta think if if it really existed, would have come out by now because people had said that, and and Mark Burnett. The producer of, of the, Apprentice. the Apprentice said, like, basically has like a million dollar NDA to anybody who's worked on the show not to. But I can't imagine. Well, Penn Gillette, who was on The Apprentice, said, yeah, I know that there is an N-word tape out there because I was in the room when it happened. Right. So well, we haven't heard that it was yet. my Penn Gillette. Thank you. Oh, you're too kind. Please sit down. My Penn Gillette is not that good. Ready? That You do your Penn Gillette and I'll do Teller. <laughs> Go. Come on. Suck my dick. I didn't hear a no. <laughs> All right. Anyway. But so that was the next tape. Um Blotus's daughter in law a few days after the, the dismissal. Well, you know, the first tape was her getting fired. Mm. A couple days later, the next tape was Blotus. Calling her, pretending he didn't know. Like, really? You're going to fire her? I heard in the news that you're thinking of leaving? Yeah. It's like, just listening to that conversation. God damn it. It was awful. Well, they run, they run a, a big operation there. Like, there. Where are you, Where are you? Right. <laughs> right, exactly. If only he had some sort of clout. If, he, if only he could pull some strings to make it so that she wasn't, ah, uh, you... And he didn't. He didn't turn around and say, I'm going to talk to her. But the funny thing is, well, not the funny thing. She was the highest ranking, maybe only like black person who worked in the White House. Since hasn't been replaced. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she still has clearance. It's like security. Right, right. Like, they, they, they forgot. To, yeah, whoops. And then the, the next tape that came out a couple days later. And again, I'm like, at the beginning of the week, I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I don't give a shit. But then you start hearing from reputable people. And then the next tape was... Look at you, old man. <laughs> tape. <laughs> the next recording that came out was Blotus's daughter-in-law offering her a keep-your-trap-shut job. Yeah, we heard you make uh, 179 over there, and uh, we were thinking that um, you know we could offer you something comparable to that. To, right work, to work on the election committee. Yep. Oops. And again, that phone call sounded like it was... Like you were literally on on the conference call with her. There was, so does she not get charges pressed against her, or what's going well, on? Well, j- just rules. like Michael Cohen when he had all those tapes and it came out, 
uh, D.C., New York, many states uh, have what's called one-side consent. So if you consent to yourself recording yourself in your phone calls, there is nothing. Yeah. The only thing they were saying is like NDAs. Like, oh, she signed all these NDAs. No, she – because – she doesn't work for you. She was working for us. She is a public servant. She can't sign an NDA. And if you make her sign some bullshit NDA, it doesn't hold up because you, Blotus, are not paying her. The taxpayers are paying her. She is a public servant again. And so maybe had she gone to work for your campaign committee, maybe you could have. That's, that's why. Right. That's that's where um, Donald Trump's uh, daughter-in-law comes in and tries to get her to, you know, it's kind of like when um, Mr. Potter was trying to buy out George Bailey. I'm offering you a two-year deal at $90,000 a year. Are you in or are you out? And then he shakes a hand. Well, uh, sure, Mr. Potter. And then realizes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. No, no, no. I don't need 24 hours. I don't need 24 hours. I know my answer now. And then answers, no, no. Gosh darn it. You, you, you sit around here and you spin your little webs and you think the whole world revolves around you and... I would say in the vast configuration of things, you are nothing but a scurvy little spider. And that goes for you, too. And it goes for you, too. <laughs> Stupid. When, when what Joe a starts his indulgent theater, I just get all kinds. It warms my cockles in so many ways. Um, he gets to eat a couple more grapes. Thank you. What it boils, <laughs> but it boils it, down to. So, you know, it's much like... You know, the PP tape dossier, the, the whole Michael Steele dossier, um, has everything she said been verified yet? No. Has anything been unproven? And the answer is no. Like, so this fake dossier, it's like not the PP tape from Russia hasn't come out yet, but so many other things have, but yet you haven't disproven anything. And the same thing, she's batting a thousand. So, uh, so what does he do to change the headline? I forget. I, I he, it that that's like honestly, it's five days of him getting his ass kicked by Amarosa on prominent prominent networks and 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 shows. So he wakes up on Wednesday morning and strips Brennan of his John uh, Brennan. Yeah, John Brennan. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know we gotta gotta shake things up around these parts. Uh, like Nixon had an enemies list, and I don't know if you've ever heard the recording, but what the guy who. Pretty much, we got to do something him. about these Jews. It's pretty much he, but the I, I'm blanking on the name. Forgive me, but the guy who was testifying to the Senate during the Watergate hearings brought it up and said, "Oh, they didn't know about this." And he talked in detail about his enemies list. And then there were recorded. They went in, and the recordings had him talking Nixon, Nixon by him talking about we have to have this enemy list we have to keep it updated and we have to use I think the term was like we have to use the machinery to crush these people like have the RRS go and audit his enemies have FBI people you know he was trying to use the FBI as his own Gestapo thugwig he was trying to use the IRS and, and successfully in a lot of cases mm -hmm. and it's the same thing so Trump now has an enemies list and What's what's horrible is again, it's been this war on the enemy of the people, the press, and now he's trying to strip away security clearance by everybody. Like first of all, there was eight people who, when Comey had said had followed FBI protocol 
And as soon as Trump had asked him to go easy on Flynn and he reported it to the people around him, there was eight people on that list from, you know, going down the chart of who he would have reported it to. All of them have been fired or forced out of the FBI over like the last year. So, I mean, anybody who could corroborate this on record, which they already have, but I mean, he has an enemies list. He's gotten rid of all these people. He's trying to get rid of Rosenstein. And so now he's also trying to, and again, to, to save himself, he's trying to tear down, like not hyperbole, he's trying to completely tear down the apparatus which protects us against, you know, uh, I mean, all, all the former secretaries of state, all the old heads of the FBI and the CIA, unless you're dropping to your knees for him, he has put you in the crosshairs. He's like, like Michael Corleone. He, he really is, but he's truly— And now that you've seen The Godfather, you get that reference. I, I get that reference. <laughs> uh, but he does. He's going after all these people. Like, you go down the list, and, and then, you know, and what I think is worse— than him coming right out. There, there's 13 points in which you can strip a, a former head of like the FBI or the CIA or the intelligence community of their clearance because you need these people's 50 years of expertise. You've been in the White House 18 months. You need all these people. They're not Republicans and not Democrats. They're 50, 40, 30 years decorated, you know, been in the trenches and understand how, how all of this works. But there's like a 13-point list that you have to show cause you can't, I guess you can, just strip it away. But there's all these procedures in place. There's checks and balances. This is why we have three things of government. No, there's not. There isn't anymore. Have you heard any prominent, has Mitch McConnell said anything about this? Nope. Uh, Paul Ryan said anything about this? Mm-hmm. No. Nope. The RNC come out and released a statement? <gasps> no. Nobody. It, it, they're all so afraid of his supporters that they they're more it's it's more than driving the getaway car it's more than being complicit it's more than enabling they are just as culpable at this point and i i don't you know there's unless the blue wave happens uh, literally in the next year we won't have free press we will not have um an intelligence agency we're like they, they've discredited so much and that's like what one of the prosecutors had said you're charging bank robbers in Oklahoma now, and the FBI broke the case. They have these people. All their defendant has to do is look to the jury and say, come on, this is the FBI. They were on a witch hunt. These guys are innocent. They're just making it up. All you need is one of those 12 people to have been a bloaters fan to say, yeah, fuck that. This is the FBI. I mean, like, you are completely stripping away all credibility of all agencies. And every time he turns around and says, oh, no, no, I when he, when he – you know, is shaking hands with, with Putin and saying, oh, they didn't have anything to do with this. And everyone says, well, you just threw 27 agencies under the bus. Oh, no, no, no. I, I support our agencies. And then do everything you can to cripple their power, to damage their reputation, just to save your treasonous ass. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Okay. He's <laughs> Literally a, done. I'm, he he supports the agencies. It's just not the agents. Or anybody associated with them, right. past, present. But what was it? 11 former, like, top officials co-wrote a letter saying, yeah, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, I know. And it's not going to go far and nothing will happen. So good day, sir. I so, said good day. <laughs> um, we don't have an update with the Manafort thing, but I, I'm scared shitless. I'll be honest. Really? That, that he'll get acquitted. Oh, well, you know, but there's also the federal case coming. Hey, but, by the t- but how do we know he doesn't pull the federal case and say, I'm just going to give him full immunity because he can't. It's not because as he said, 
oh, it's a great loss. Aretha Franklin, she worked for me for a while. It's unfair what's happening to Paul Manafort in the same sentence. If he gets acquitted of these, and again, you look at the evidence from an idiot outsider, me, a troglodyte who doesn't understand how the system, I'm just a frozen <laughs> caveman. I'll let you do that. I'm just an unfrozen caveman. I don't know anything about due process or checks and balances or evidence. And, you know, without getting into the, the minutiae of the case, it's so clear that, and, and this has nothing to do with Russia. He, they haven't brought, they barely touched on it at all. The defense actually had brought up first, which kind of open. These are all financial crimes and they're all shut, you know, open and shut things. It's like, here's all these secret accounts he's had around the world that he's hidden. This is how he hit them. This is how he came into the money and hit it. And this is what he did to get more money when he ran out of that money. Yeah. And it's pretty, but if he gets acquitted, it, it allows Trump to say, see, it's all made up. They don't know what they're doing. Manafort has wasted a year prosecuting this poor citizen, Mueller. locked him up. Yeah, yeah Mueller, yeah. This, this poor citizen, locked him up. This is unfair. I'm putting an end to it. Like, it will give him the ability to say that because who's going, who, who's going to stand up and say, no, you can't fire him. You can't do this. It's political suicide. You the can't The people do this. will stand up, so I am. So I was hoping to have a verdict without having to stress about this all through the weekend. But uh, eh. and, and, and then if you follow the case, the judge has been an asshole to the prosecutors the entire every step of the way. Now, in fairness, he might have been an asshole to the defense, but they never put a witness on the stand. They never submitted any evidence. They never had anybody on the stand. So they couldn't do anything. They didn't do anything that would have been shut down or slapped down. Yeah, it's funny too because before the jury went into deliberation or maybe soon after they went into yeah, no, before they went into deliberation, the judge said and they kind of echoed what the prosecutors had said, use your common sense when deciding a verdict, when deciding upon a verdict. Use your common sense. Both the prosecutor and the judge sort of used that terminology. Um, and then of course like 4 hours into the deliberations, the jury asked the uh, judge, if they could see, like you know, they ordered, they needed a bigger room so they could like haul in all these boxes of evidence or documents, and they were just like, just by the way, uh, go with what you heard on the trial. Like, don't try to fucking understand this. Or yeah, don't try to like dig too deeply on this. Just like you know, get on with it. Let's go. But the, the jury did send a note asking, can you define reasonable doubt? Mm. Which makes the defense people say, see, we're gonna walk. They already have reasonable doubt. They want it quantified. And all you need is one out of 12 to say, nope, I have, I have doubt. You only need one of 12 of these tiki torch, you know, yeah. uh, you know party before khaki country. Khaki fucking wearing assholes. Yep. I wear the khaki. poor khaki people. <laughs> like, I know. All right. Uh, that's it. I'm going to the rickety store, the rickety stool and rope store. Oh, uh, Sold out. <laughs> Sold out. Did you get the last one? No, I, I got no, no. I got the pre-order. I'm okay, done. I, I'm smart. all set. Yeah, you're no, smart. Yeah, no. You just missed the rush. I'm sorry. So they haven't gone out of business like our sponsor this week. No. So sit back, relax, and listen to this defunct sponsor of the week. The most earth-shattering dig dunk. Super system. The most realistic joust. Super system. Pole position at his hair-raising best. Super system. Only on the Atari 5200 Super System. Now at its lowest price ever. Real sports baseball. You're out. 2600 games. The adapter plays them all. 
the Atari 5200 Super System and all the exciting new games now at a new low price. Super System. Okay, so I'm going to say it right now. Uh, right th- now? This is the day after the Patriots' second preseason game. I've gone to great lengths, and by great lengths, I mean only listening and following political stuff and listening to old uh, superhero, mostly Batman-related podcasts for the last (laughs) week. I don't know how they did last week against Washington. I don't know how they did this week against the Eagles. I watched a little bit of the game. Did you really? (laughs) I did. It was on. um, My wife was out. and Uh, On purpose. I did. Like the channel wasn't on and you (laughs) lost the remote. No, I actually tuned in. I go, you know what? Let's see what this Tom Brady's all about. I I only know one thing, or I can only assume one thing, because every time Hogan catches a touchdown pass, um, either you send it to me or I send it to Mike, you know, Solly, or my friend John sends it to me. It's the close-up of... Clank yelling Hogan. Yeah. So I assume Hogan caught a touchdown he pass did. or just something. I don't. But All-Star Tommy texted me yesterday, like, saying, yeah, I'm not buying the, you're not on the Patriots bandwagon yet. And I'm not. I was like, it, it, in the past seven months, have I worn any paraphernalia? No. It, after every year, after they don't win their last game, Everything, everything gets thrown, truly, in the back of a closet or in a bin that gets packed away. And it takes three or four months for the healing process. It's usually after the draft, around the draft. Is that what you call washing it? The healing process? (laughs) You know, potato, potato, tomato, tomato. (laughs) Let's call the whole thing up. And after the draft, I'll follow a little bit. And then, you know, if camp goes well. But all the drama, Brady not showing up for the camp, the fact I cannot get over Bill Belichick purposely throwing a Super Bowl, um, all the drama with Gronk. I'm not I'm not in. Granted, when the ball's kicked off in a couple weeks, I'll watch the first game, but it's not like, get the kids out of the house. I need to be alone. I'm going... Cone of silence time. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. And, it, and it, it makes me sad that it's like it's been stripped away. And again, it's not the loss. Like, they've lost, you know, they've not won Super Bowls before. And... They've had Super Bowls taken away from them. They really have. And it's been horrible. But two, three, three, four months later, I'm like, okay, it's next year and full of hope and and, and energy. Yeah, you just didn't like how the shoelaces were tied together by the guy who supplied the shoes. Exactly. And then all the drama that's happened since then. I'm not following down it. So seriously, we're two preseason games in. And shockingly, you've seen more than me. He played a whole half, that Brady. You know, God bless. Do you look okay? He, he looked more than okay. Oh my! Oh, is it hot in here? <laughs> what, what about his quarterback play? <laughs> <laughs> He's a quarterback. Uh, What's a quarterback? Did Edelman play? What's a diorama? Edelman, yeah. Okay, because he he has a, and that's the other thing. My favorite player has a four game suspension to start the year, so it's mm-hmm. like, oh great, like yeah. eh, wake me up in in October, maybe. I'll wake you up before you go go. Um, so go. so moving on to other sports news. Yes. Um, uh, I am a fan. Having never seen a game, but know a few people who work for the single-A baseball team, the Worcester Bravehearts. They are a, um, a collegiate single-A, so these players all are on college rosters, and this is a summer league that they play in. Um, the Worcester Bravehearts, I'm a fan of their marketing. I'm a fan of their GM, who I've got to know, and, and one of the guys who work for, you know, with Price is Right and I very closely. I, you know, I wish I had gone to a game. He did the, he was the in-studio or in, 
arena MC. Great, great, great kid. Um, see, he he works for both teams, and I follow them on Twitter. Truly, they're a fun marketing team, um, and they've been around for five years. They've been to the championship series five years in a row. Uh, this year, they were co-champions, um, and they do a lot of outreach. They, they have a great relationship with the Railers. They're a fun team. They're what single-A baseball is. They're what minor league baseball should be. They have the number one attendance of this level single A in all of New England in either five or six in the country. They have a 3,500-seat stadium, and they can sell up to 700 standing tickets. And a good half a dozen times this year, they've been past max capacity. Um, Really great family value. It's all that stuff. Um, Sadly, the city of Worcester has just fucked them. Are you talking about the moving of the Pawtucket Red Sox minor league team to I am. Worcester and calling them the Worcester Red the Sox? Woe Sox? The Woo Sox. And, um, and, and seriously, so many people that I know, and I, again, I've become entwined with the sports culture of Worcester, which is a great minor league town. They have a minor league or they have a pro women's soccer league. They have a uh, pro men's basketball team in the ABA called the 78s. I've become buddies with the owner. ECHL Railers have had their inaugural season, made the playoffs great. Pirates um, and, and the Bravehearts—they're real—they're probably one of the premier minor league cities. And I don't mean that disparagingly; it is what it is. You're the second biggest city in Massachusetts, and you have like these five, six teams. But seriously, it's sad that you know that the Worcester Bravehearts in three years—I think they'll be around the next two years because it's going to take three years for them to build the stadium. And a lot of the people that I know in sports and a lot of the Worcester people I know, they're like, yeah, it's kind of good, but Worcester is going to have to basically shut down traffic for three years. And it's a city. It's like people complain about you know traffic. It's like it's a major, major construction project. It's going to cost them a shitload of money. And the, the Woo sucks are going to have to do really well for 20 years for them to come close to recouping the money. Yeah. Well, you know, AAA baseball is leaps and bounds over single-A baseball. I mean, it's... It can be. Attendance-wise. But you have some major league teams like the Marlins only surviving because of the TV money. Like, there are a good six or seven teams in major league baseball that play to almost empty stadiums. That are surviving because of the the revenue sharing through television. Yeah, but the, I mean the Red Sox need a Triple A. They need a they need a they need a team. They, 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 need, a, they need like a farm team. Well, what happened with Providence? Pataki- do, do you know what uh, Pawtucket? Do you know what the they, story they, was? Uh, from what I understand, they just weren't moving on. Um, they they weren't they weren't um, basically uh, coming to the plate. Is to use a lack of a better term um, about building a stadium. So after forty years of being there, they realize it's a you know it's there's a funny there's the old funny line it's been attributed to a thousand people. The version that I heard it's it's Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and a really hot woman goes walking by and Frank's like you know hey Dino check her out and he looks over and goes you know there's a guy out there somewhere who just got tired of fucking that um, <laughs> and the same thing so. Is Pawtucket like, yeah, we've put up with your shit for 40 years. You know, it's like you're not we, – we've run the numbers. We've seen the best of times and the worst of times, what having you here brings to the city, and it's not worth 
the expenditure to build you a new stadium to keep you. It's the same thing with, yeah. I mean, study after study, so few times when teams relocate, is it the boondoggle that they expect it to be? So I, but you know, just personally, because I have a contact with the single A and it gives me a chance again to say, go to Netflix. There is a, a documentary called the battered bastards of baseball. Okay. I could not recommend a better sports document doc, you know, and it's almost the same thing. And, um, I want to say, is it Russell Crowe's dad? Okay. Is it, no, not Russell Crowe. Help me out. Um, Escape from New York. Oh, Overboard. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. It's a, it's a great documentary. But what happened to Kurt Russell's, you know, dad's single-A baseball team is kind of happening to the Bravehearts. And oh. it, it's, it's a little, little guy getting, you know, squashed by the machine. But they'll still have. I mean, by the way, I mean, squ- I, I don't get the, see, educate me on the squashing part. Because you still have the Worcester Bravehearts. No, they, they, or, they have to fold. They, wait, they, oh, they, oh they, you you couldn't you can't compete. I mean, honestly, if you put another, uh, if you put a triple A team in a huge brand new ballpark right down the street, you're not. You, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, you would still have your loyal fans, but instead of playing to twenty five hundred a night, which you can pay the bills and keep the lights on, you're going to play to five hundred a night. You can't. I mean, to go head even, to head. Right, I guess. I mean, I thought that would be like you know different price. Points? Do you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, no, I mean, um, so you can get into a Bravehearts game for ten bucks. You'd yeah. probably be able to get into a a, a Pawtucket game, game by fifteen twenty bucks. It's okay. still it's still triple A. Yeah, you know, except you're in a state of the art stadium that's 15, affiliated with the Red Sox. Fifteen twenty thousand seat stadium, yep. and you're seeing guys who are one st- who come 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 down come, from the Red Sox. Come September, right? Yeah. Come September are going to be the September call ups where you know, and this is a fun. It's a family owned team. And ninety five percent of these kids, this is this highest base. They're playing college baseball, and this is what they're doing in the summer. Mm. You know, maybe a couple of them will work their way up, but I'm guessing, you know, in, in this league they play in, you can count the number of people who've made it to the bigs on one hand. It's but it's fun, you know. It's it's, but yeah, there's no way you can compete with them right across the street. Yeah, that's too bad. I guess All it's right. like it's like the pizza in a cup guy. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. It's like Home Depot in the hardware store. Um, I get you. The only thing I will say, I did see one clip on Twitter from the Patriots game yesterday. This whole new tackling thing. Oh yeah. They had a Patriot, a clip of a Patriot. You see this play? Where was that? The sideline play where an eagle, uh, an eagle uh, defender was tackling a. Patriot. No, pay, pay, Patriot, Patriot, uh, a cornerback, uh-huh. you know, tackled a wide receiver, catches the ball. The guy runs about five or six yards. He lowers his body and puts his shoulder into the guy's, like, sternum and takes him down. There's no helmet to helmet. There's oh. no leading with your head. He turned his head away. It could not be a cleaner tackle. And it's making me, and a lot of people say, is this the NFL? I mean, literally, yeah. how close to flag football are we getting? Yeah, I know. The, the, I, I thought I, maybe I'm thinking, we were thinking of the same play. I thought it was the other way around. But, uh, yeah, it's like if you're an open field, you can't lead with your head. Um, and I thought that's what happened in what the play that I saw. It was like the first quarter they called a penalty. And it was like half the distance to the goal. And I'm pretty sure it was uh, the Eagles on the Patriots because it, it was the Patriots ball. But, um yeah, and uh, you hear the announcers going, they're taking the football out of football. Right. So, 
that you know, but that's all I have on sports. I, you know, I, the Red Sox were on pace. I heard mm-hmm. uh, to break the franchise record for most wins in a season, and I'm breaking the franchise record of giving shits. We're not, <laughs> we're not giving shits. Uh-huh. So, so th- there, there you have it. So now, yeah. now we do you want to uh, talk a little bit about what you were planning on getting, or you, you teased at the beginning on your vacation. Uh, are you going to play a game throughout the whole time? Have you oh, lined up? Because you always look at this shelf lovingly. I, you know, someday I hope to find somebody who looks at me as lovingly as you look at the <laughs> shelves behind me with all of your, you know, That's games. Why you're sitting there. there? I don't have any real uh, plans on deck. Although it's funny because I do have a, I do have a lot of games and a lot of modern games that I bought recently that. I, for like for the PlayStation Four that I just haven't like I've started playing and then it just sort of stopped. I'm just a weirdo. Like I'm, it's more about having the game than it's an illness. It's really an illness. It's more about having the game than actually playing it. But sometimes I get into a game and you know who knows maybe if I have yeah some um, some real downtime these next couple of weeks I'll probably yeah kind of dive into maybe one of the more modern games like Wolfenstein Two. You know all this talk about Nazis. I have the perfect opportunity to kill them. Right in my own basement. Uh, I should be uh, taking advantage of that, and uh, I'm not. So shame on me. But, uh, oh, you know what? I, I do want to bring up one thing. I, I am in dire need of a new PlayStation 3 because the PlayStation 3, originally I had one, the original model. It died. A year ago, I bought at GameStop a refurbished PlayStation 3 third model, and it, di- it started to go last week. Literally one year after I bought it, which was one right the one after year the warranty. right after the one year warranty. They know what they're doing. They do. They take me down from the inside. So now there's a second. There's a model two. It's like the happy medium that I don't have. So I'm kind of on the lookout for that and see. Because I got you know I got to have it, man. I mean, Will you pull your information off? Can you get all the? Oh yeah, I, th- I don't know. I, I, it starts up. So when you when you put in a game that you don't have to, you know, we get the all beginning. the guns and stuff like. Oh, that. Oh yeah, I, I honestly I don't think I'm that far. I think maybe my kids are p- maybe further along than I am. They might have some save files. It's funny because the, the PlayStation Three that just started to die, we were actually watching a DVD on it uh, a week ago, and like ten minutes into the DVD, the uh, PlayStation Three said, "You know what? I'm gonna hit the hay." What was the movie? Return to the Bat Cave. Oh, uh, the, see, I, I, I was hoping you were going to say something like Beaches, and then I'd be like, uh, oh, I don't blame the Beaches. No, no, no. No, no, no. There was no excuse for the PlayStation 3 to uh, become sentient and then decide, nah, this is not what I came to life for. Uh, I decided to almost pull a Joe this week. I don't know why, you. but I'm like, you know. I'm sitting right here. You could have pulled. Never mind. I, I, I haven't played. Arkham City, the second, it was Arkham Asylum, yep. and then Arkham City was the second game. Yeah. By the way, I could not love a marketing campaign more. The commercials that they shot for that, it's like, why isn't this a movie? Right, I know. I mean, they have some... But it's better than a movie. It really is. Like, like if you take, you know, go down, go down that rabbit hole, spend like five minutes and just put, like, trailer, put, you know... Arkham City trailers, and, and it's the first time that Nightwing's in it, and he has a prominent thing, but his trailer alone... It's it's awesome. It really is. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to put this in and play it. Put it in. It's like, you know, it starts to load up, and it's like 3%. And an hour later, it was at 3%. So I put in a couple other old games, and it must be the disc itself. So yeah. I'm going to have to go get another one. Because now, 
Now I, I want to play it. Haven't played it in so, a while. Wait, if it's PlayStation Three, yeah, Arkham City. Arkham City. Oh, okay. I have Arkham Asylum for right. PS3. I don't have Arkham but, but City. Ar- and, and that's one. Look at the campaign for Arkham City. And then like the, then there was the third Arkham one, but that came out on the PS4. Yeah. That's the only reason I bought the PS4, because <laughs> you had to for this. I but, think for Christmas, you and I should be getting each other um, VRs. Yeah. PS VRs, because you know there's a Blackman VR. Dude. I know that you know. We, we went over this last <laughs> week, how I literally had to move... My Thor hammer out of the way to get a T-shirt to go jam at my buddy's house and then come podcast. I'm already the biggest man child. Now, you might be more of a man child. I got 80 pounds on you. <laughs> there we go. I am the biggest man child. Yes. Um, yeah, the last thing I need. <laughs> you're like I'm already a shitty dad. <laughs> All right, you, I don't have to tell that to anybody listening, especially them up there. But uh. That's a great idea. Right. <laughs> do that. All right. Uh, but yeah, PlayStation VR, that's on the wish list. Now. What? Now. What? It's time for the random video game review of the week. Let's do it, baby. Uh, y'all ready for this? No, I'm not ready for Jacques dancing over to my wall of shame and pulling off a game from, you guessed it, the Nintendo Entertainment System shelf. And uh, it's not Paperboy. It's not uh, Pinbot. Uh, I'm going to say, is it Phantom Fighter? I love when you nail it. Yeah, that's what she said. Hey, Phantom Fighter. This is a kind of a shitty game, I I think. (laughs) I think. Uh, My son actually was... I think he may have seen like a YouTube video, or maybe he just saw the cover and said, I got to try this, because he started playing it. And it's a kind of like a side-scrolling game where you're like this karate guy and you have to fight, uh, you know, hordes of ninjas or something. Wait, you said hordes? I said hordes. <laughs> hordes. <laughs> With the D. Um, and it's, uh, but it's convoluted. It's clunky. It's, uh, the graphics aren't stellar. I mean, they're just like, you know, one step Stella! above. They're one step above ColecoVision. They're, um, I don't know. If for, for a Nintendo game, it's a little meh. It has a password system, so that way you can, you know, don't have to, you know, dedicate a whole night to play through the entire game in order to beat it, which is, I guess, a plus. If you, I only say it would be a plus if you wanted to actually finish the game. Uh, I finished the game because I stopped playing it and never played it again. Therefore, well I <laughs> yeah, that, I beat the system. <laughs> Not so much the game. But Phantom Fighter. Let's see what Pat Contry, a.k.a. Pat the NES Punk, who wrote the Ultimate Nintendo Guide. By the way, Pat Contry is um, now accepting pre-orders. I don't know why I'm shilling for this guy. I just like his stuff. Uh, for his new b- upcoming book, and about I, I guess it's coming out maybe next year, the Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the Super Nintendo which is, you know, we all know what the Super Nintendo is. I don't have to explain it to our audience. But that's another tome that I'm going to have to, you know, plunk $60 down for to sit on a shelf. Phantom Fighter, three and a half stars? Are they mad? Did did Pat do the review? Uh, No, his uh, cohort, Ian, did the review. In this side-scrolling action game, the player travels through different villages, taking down the Kionshi, Chinese jumping vampires, that inhabit 
the town's buildings. Players may walk around the villages with an assistant in tow and talk to villagers. And outside each house, they can get a little message that will clue them in as to what's inside each, such as gems, sacred items, or the town's boss. I don't, um, I don't agree. I don't know. It didn't, um, didn't have me uh, enthralled. But you know, again, I don't like a lot of stuff on. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I mean, it, like RPGs, for example. Like people love role-playing games. Uh, you know, I just, eh, you know, I'm not gonna. I, I just can't get into it. Um, this is not that this is an RPG, but you know, uh, teach their own Phantom Fighter. Now, I guess you're gonna ask me how much for this lovely artifact. How much do you think if you didn't already own it? What you, you what do you think you're shelling out? Uh, cart only in decent shape. The label I think is in excellent shape. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, be so bold as to say eleven dollars. Pretty close. Okay, nine eighty. All right, with, that's with shipping. With so shipping, yeah, oh, ten bucks. I almost said ten bucks. So and that there you have it. That's the random video game review of the week. Phantom Fighter for your NES. Jacques, what are you watching? I'm watching. Uh, what am I watching? Gee, uh, not too much Netflix. You know what? Um, my uh, my wife is now doing the whole Arrowverse. So I'm I, I'm watching a little bit of the Arrowverse. She's also jumping back and forth. She started with Arrow and then realized that she had to... Actually, I warned her because you warned me that at some point there's crossover galore with um, The Flash and then they came up with Legends of Tomorrow and then you can't really follow Arrow because everything happens in these other sh tangential shows, these side shows, if you will, that affect the storyline in Arrow. And we haven't even started with Supergirl yet. And what did I tell you upon entering the dossier today? Uh, what? That, you know, because he's like, I don't know all this and it's confusing. I'm like, if you had listened to your own podcast <laughs> when we had our good friend Sam on, who went into the weeds explaining each and every show and at what point they cross over and which is the best ones and which ones you can skip and who's who and all of them. It was a very detailed, you were busy doing laundry that day, I understand. I'm keeping it real. Real dumb. <laughs> um, what are you watching? Uh, I watched last night the uh, new Dimitri Martin. Dimitri Martin, yeah. Um, Overthinker. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I like I like him, but, and I'm, not, I'm like, yeah, yeah. There was nothing new. There was different jokes, but there was nothing new. And at one point, one of his big things is he always has his drawings. He either does drawings, or in this case, he brought a bunch of drawings and he was going through it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, eh, that's kind of prop comic-ish, which I'm not against, but most comics seem to shit on prop comics. Yeah, I think that's just sort of an easy target, but um, I get it. Yeah, there, he, he there's the visual gags of Dimitri Martin is sort of built an empire on yeah it, uh, a brand if you will you know and one of the fun things it's called overthinker so in the middle of him telling jokes it would cut to his head like like you could hear him oh, thinking doing voiceovers uh, yeah. and overthink like the bit that's real meta it's a little too meta for me so yeah i don't know i haven't been watching a lot of stand-up on netflix because i don't know maybe i think i'm starting to realize that i'm not a as big a fan of comedy as I thought I once was. I think I'm more of a fan of wasting time. <laughs> I swear to God, I think, you know, I used to think that, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a comedy writer. I'm going to do this. I am I like comedy. I haven't seen, like, one. I haven't seen Super Troopers. I've never seen Super Troopers. I 
I've never seen like all these like seminal like you know you if you like comedy you have to watch this movie this I haven't seen Bridesmaids for example not that Bridesmaids is like yeah, you know, I the, think it's a bad example you but. know it, you know but it's like a comedy movie that people have seen or kept up have with you, have you seen Tommy Boy yeah I think we're good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so I can uh, yeah if so I. If I was uh, doing or writing stand-up uh, for 1995, I think I'd... you kill it. I think I'd kill it. Um, but uh, as far as keeping up with stuff, I don't know. I'm not, um, I'm not as uh, up on the new things as no, I should be. I, I, I watch a lot because management likes a lot, and, and it's hit or miss. There's some people that we really like. I listen the few times, well, not the few times, when I'm playing games, you know, when I'm not, you know... Podcasting with you, Jimmy uh-huh. McCann, and I'm doing important things like playing games. Hopefully, in VR and come Christmas, <laughs> uh, I stream a lot of like you know stand up stuff. So you know, I think I'm listening to more podcasts. I think that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm not watching. I'm in this podcast thing. I do, but you know what's funny? I listen to podcasts by comedians. Right. Yeah. I listen you, to Bill Burr. I listen to you. Still, you still Jim Bill Nor- Burr. Jim Norton has a podcast. Do you know Jim Norton? Oh is? yeah, I love him. Yeah, yeah. So he he does. He has this character called Chip Chipperson, who's like he talks like this, and he's real like that. You know, he, it's it's kind of stupid, but you buy into the character because you know it's you can it's kind of like you get that he's doing a character. He's not like. So into the character that he loses himself, kind of thing. Um, it's a funny podcast, and, and of course, you know Gilbert. Yeah, Gilbert. Right. So I'm listening to like white guys. Yeah, I'm listening to white guys. <laughs> Although <clears throat> I just realized that Judy Gold, who I kind, I really kind of like Judy Gold. I don't know if you know who Judy Gold is. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody knows who Judy. She's Gold not a white guy though. No, but white, you, white, so white, Jewish, yeah, Jewish woman. Go. Yeah, um, she has a podcast. So I just, I just realized, oh, she has a podcast. Who doesn't? <laughs> we don't. That's for sure. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We should probably be doing another podcast reviews. We haven't. We've kind of shied away from that. Maybe because you know we've plateaued on like what we listen to or yeah. just boring or something. No, but no. That's every now and again, maybe we should just pop in with our podcast. Maybe we'll do a sideshow soon. Nah. Yes. Oh, what do we? Do you want to start uh, brainstorming sideshows right here, right, right now? here, right now? All right. And um, so, uh, parenting tip of the week, sir. Um. I would say if your child isn't quite ready to get a job because of, you know, certain afflictions you might have or certain anxiety issues you might have, um, get him involved in a kind of a community, I don't know what they call themselves, it's like a getting kids on the, the, my, uh, my roundabout way of saying this is that my son uh, is heading into college age and with workforce age and whatnot, he's graduated high school, and he has you know some uh, coping issues with uh, working and doing uh, responsible things. But there's a program apparently for kids that are in his situation that uh, kind of prime them for like the real world, so to speak. You know, and they they, they it's like a three week program. I don't think there was I think it was free, honestly. Um, I wouldn't know because I wasn't involved with the planning of it. Of course, it was my wife, my wife, and um, you know he uh, he just completed it. They got a certificate. He got a gift certificate too. Um, and um, you know they did they they take them out like you know it's like a five day you know workshop kind of thing where they take them to uh, like uh like for example they went to like a CVS and like did like training on a cash register. Yeah, I know it's it's stupid work. That any idiot dope could do, yet for some reason it's like a big challenge for a lot of these types of kids. 
especially these millennials, man, they don't get it. They just want money handed to them. Um, but I'd say get them involved. And so if you if your kid is on the spectrum and can't handle getting a, a part time job or um, is not in school, get them involved in some sort of work, you know, work priming program like like this one um, to just sort of give them the the tools. It's basically they they were I should give them the parenting like award because they parented my child for three weeks, teaching him like you know here's how like he takes the he had to take the 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 public transportation more often this week you know not just the bus but like getting on the train and transferring and stuff so he had to kind of get used to the smell of urine and feces and you know um, I mean that, that kind of waft of semen that frothy mix of semen the Santora yes right the, oh uh, not the with the the Santorum Santorum yeah, Santorum, yeah right. I love that. Um, look up Santorum. But yeah, so that's my rambling parenting tip. Uh, my parenting tip is I don't have one. Um, first of all, you said, you know, just want to get money handed to them. Who doesn't? <laughs> like, get in line. Oh, by the way, don't forget to hand money to my... my <laughs> On the way out. Yeah. Uh, second of all, he does have a job. You know, he's up there teaching my horrible children how to play Aha's Take... On, on me, me. right, in uh, sweltering non-air-conditioned heat. So, so a, uh, the funny thing is that the coddling of he's getting to you know job age. I had a job when I was eight, nine years old. Yeah. I, I had a paper route. So yeah, but you had seen kids, Porky's too by then. Yeah, I really have. So bad example. <laughs> My parenting tip is uh, is uh, set taste low. And what I mean by that, well, when before you drink Moxie, you got <laughs> okay. I. They're, they're, the pendulum on that side swaying way to the low side. Management took our little kid back to to do back to school shopping. He says he's really excited to go back to school shopping and to go back to school. Now, that might be true, but his older brother is dreading it. Like every time a TV goes, you know, commercial and it's the back to school shopping thing, he hits mute or turns the TV off or <sighs> screams. So I think the little one is saying how excited he is just because he's an a-hole. Right. Um, and an A-rated troll. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he wakes up in the morning and he sits there and you can see the look on his face. It's like, who am I going to fuck with today? <laughs> Let's say, cross off the usual, get Papa out of the way early, get his brother. Um, but the wife took him and she bought him a bunch of clothes. He's going to a, a charter school now, and sadly, it, 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 when he found this out, he was a little upset. You can't wear logos on shirts. And mm -hmm. so he had to get some shirts, and he saw like a button-down shirt that he's like, oh, this is really nice, Mama. Can I get this? And she was like, sure. And he looks cute in it and all that stuff. And she's like, it was like six bucks. And he thought it was like really nice and really fancy. And I'm like, and I looked at him like, you're welcome. And she goes, what? I'm like, I have set the bar so low that he <laughs> thinks this is a nice dress shirt and we don't have to buy expensive stuff because I set the bar and I pointed at myself. And she's like, oh, my God, you're an ass. But you're right, right, but you're an ass. So I just said, you're welcome. So you know what? Don't, don't, like, don't drive a fancy car. Don't get the nicest stuff because then they become accustomed to it. Don't feed them three meals a day. Just fuck that! Seriously! It's like, um, the, you know, there's a great line 
from Hyde from that 70s show early in the series where when he stayed at the foreman's house for the first time, he was overwhelmed with how nice it was. And they're middle-of-the-road blue class. He's like, well, because they had syrup for pancakes. And he was just flipped out because they never had syrup. They couldn't afford it. It's like, yeah, my mom said, you know, we couldn't afford things like this. It's like she couldn't afford pillowcases or not to hit us. (laughs) 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 Like like you got charged money not to beat. So, uh, and that's the thing. It's like, honestly, I've spent a good part of my time on this earth not with pillowcases a who needs pillowcases you know that when you're going to the drive-in three nights a week right it's not like you know the feathers come uncased you know it's just why do you need this extra layer and this extra money spent Right, that that bale of hay is good enough for you. Hell yes! So that's uh, character. So so that so that was my parenting tip of the week. You know, set the taste low, and then you know you don't have to pay a lot of money for shit. Exactly, I <laughs> applaud you. So there you go. And again, to management, you're welcome. Uh, we're gonna go out on a on a song that like I, it came up on my eye <laughs> this close. This close. I almost said iPod. This close. Uh, My iPhone was... You didn't say Walkman. I'm a big disc man. Oh, a disc man. Wow. Um, Mini disc or regular disc? uh, I I actually had a small collection... Of MDs? Of uh, mini discs, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a thing. It really... Late 90s? Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know one of the problems why they didn't succeed? Because it was Sony proprietary. Couldn't stock them. They were like oh. really, I mean, where did, like Tower Records and stuff like that, um, former sponsor, didn't have shelf spaces to put these. They, they had to be impulse things. And lots of people, if anybody has a, like a, a front-loading CD player, like yeah. if anyone has a CD player, right. a, a, if it's a front-loading, you can see there was a little, little tray, in, tray there. in there. Yeah, like an indentation for a small one. I remember the first one I brought was... I want to say the artist was Shona Lang. Glad I'm not a Kennedy. Really good song. Okay. Anyways, um, but but uh, Five Head, our friend John's you know song, uh, Better Living Through Indie Rock came out. And I'm like, this is a great song. And I sent it to you. Yep, so I got there it. There you go. And you got it now, listener. Um, but I'm done. I, that, that's it. What do we come in at? A crisp? Oh, well, don't break the fourth wall. Don't we? You know what I've noticed? We don't give our um, our we don't give dates like um on the podcast like we don't say this is the podcast for this date we, we just sort of leave it out in the open they're evergreens yeah right <laughs> right like you could listen to this 10 years from now and be like it's not just as relevant now <laughs> look you're 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 reviewing nintendo games <laughs> i'm reviewing the godfather <laughs> a good you know a good 50 percent of our shit literally is we should be saying this is 1987 i mean really we want to <laughs> be truthful you know our, our side shows are, are, are oh, that'd be a great concept to... let's just do a whole episode as if we were in the year like 1994 done okay that's done. An... now <laughs> for my friends who are listening I don't remember 94. Oh, I'm going to have to do some research. All right, 1982. Yeah. Oh, done. Yeah. So well, I'm five. And you're, you're 13. Okay, great. Yeah. You know? and so I'm in, a lo- I'm in a locker somewhere being stuffed in there by you. <laughs> Probably. You know. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't that guy. Okay, great. I, you know, I was always the the guy who was getting the shit kicked out of him because I thought I was going to stand up to the guy stuffing you in the locker. Yeah. So I took your beating. Yep. You're welcome. You're River Phoenix and Stand By Me. Pretty good, yes. Remember the game? And then the end, he gets shivved. Uh, you want to see my impression of River Phoenix? <laughs> oh, for you. Oh. Anyway, so that's it. So follow us on social media. Why in the fuck? You don't have to do a damn thing. But if you look at Carnival Podcast 
on Twitter and on Instagram? Question mark. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and on Facebook. Bookface. Yeah, bookface. Um, fuckface, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Uh, do that uh, grinder yeah, grinder yes oh my god we need that grinder audience anything really you know a Breitbart if you want to go on, <laughs> go on Breitbart we'll be on there uh, uh, infowars.com <laughs> uh, that's enough that's enough stupidity um, gosh I almost uh, forgot to say don't forget don't forget